Giving up the parents, I followed you. Oh, my Shah, Kirpal, Sai. Protect the reputation of the followers. I have looked for you in all the cities. Which searcher should I send? I have climbed into the palaquin of love, but my heart trembles. Oh, Lord Kirpal, keep holding my hand. We need your darshan at all times with every means. True Shah Kirpal, Lord, you are my special support. May the beloved meet poor Ajayb. A million thanks to him. Innumerable sinners have crossed over by remembering Kirpal Singh. Ajayb says, never give up the support of Kirpal Singh. Whether you recognize me or not, come to my courtyard. I sacrifice myself on you. Come to my courtyard. Bhajan of Sanchi's on page 237. Bave Avaram 
Dear Paula, sing a new simurake, papi tare anek, kahe ajeban choriye, dear Paula, sing a detek. Bave janan janave vere avaramere, me tere kurban vevere avaramere. Whether you recognize me or not, come to my courtyard. I sacrifice myself on you, come to my courtyard. And our second bhajan is another bhajan by Sanchi. This is on page 133. The Satguru has come, the beautiful, jovial Kirpal. He is the knower of my heart. My own husband has come. In my heart, I have yearning for him. I speak like the rainbird. I was tired from looking for him. Oh, friends, I searched for him day and night. He has come, my jovial husband. Oh, friends, his glimpse is more unique than the sun. He has cooled down the burning world by making them do the repetition of Nam. He came, told the secret, and became the means for the suffering ones. He is the child of Mother Gulab Devi. He is the owner of the Sangat. Congratulate Father Hukam Singh. The unique light has come. He, the store of vigorous devotion, has come into the world. O oh, friends, he is the son of Emperor Sawan. His name is Kirpal. He became gracious on the foreigner Ajayb. He, the beautiful and confident one, has come in the home. The Satguru has come. The beautiful, jovial Kirpal. He is the knower of my heart. My own husband has come. A bhajan of Sanchis on page 133. Sana kirpal rangila Mere odil da jani Mahi mera agya Dil mere vich tanga Us divang papi he bola Rah tak tak ke tak gai adio dinarati me tola Dil mere vich us divanga papi he bola Rah tak tak ke tak gai adio dinarati 
आया पेरा पाया नहीं मेरा एक अंतरंगीला मेरे ओ दिल दाजानी माही मेरा आगिया आया सतगुरु आया नहीं सो पाल रंगीला मेरे ओ दिल दानी माही मेरा आदि जल कनिराली आदि ओ सूरज तो बिनियाड़ी सात नाम दाप करा के ताप दी दुनिया ताड़ी जल कनिराली आदि सूरज तो बिनियाड़ी सात नाम दाप करा के ताप दी आया बेद बताया नहीं दुखिया दबान वसीला मेरे ओ दिल दानी माही मेरा आया आया सतगुरु आया पाल रंगीला मेरे ओ दिल दानी माही मेरा आगिया गुलाब देवी माता दाइया हे संगत दवाली पित हुकम गुलाब देवी माता दाइया हे संगत दवाली पित हुकम सिंह नु दियो बदाइया आई जोत जग बिच आया नहीं भगती बंदर जोशीला मेरे ओ दिल दानी माही मेरा आगिया आया सतगुरु आया पाला मैं पर जिंदा जब ते 
Sadhguru has come, the beautiful, jovial Kirpal. He is the knower of my heart. My own husband has come. And happy Santhji's birthday to all of you. One month from now, there'll be a one-day meditation retreat celebrating the founding of Sampani Ashram. Master Kirpal Singh's first visit was on October 11th, 1963. The, retreat, the retreat will be all day Saturday, October 8th. Initiates are welcome to attend any of the meditation sittings. Schedules of satsang and meditation times are available at the book table in the big house. Local initiates who plan to participate and who will take their meals at the ashram are asked to please let us know. And guests wishing to attend and needing overnight accommodations are asked to let the ashram know well ahead of time. And today is September 11th, and on this day in the year 1926, Sanchi was born. And we're celebrating his birth and our good fortune that we met him. The first reading is a brief paragraph of Master Kripal speaking about his celebrating his birthday. This took place in early January of 1963, uh, 1964. Um, Master Kripal was about to leave the United States. He'd been on tour here. He was going to South America, and then he would be coming back to the U.S. for a few days before returning to India. And so the disciples were planning a birthday celebration. And Master says, look here, I tell you, about the birthday question. I think initiates should celebrate the pleasure of meeting somebody in whom the God is manifested every morning, with every breath. This is only historically that you will gather together to revive that lesson. The true celebration of the birthday is when you live up to what he says, that's all. These generally become ceremonies. I think the greatest celebration of the birth lies in the fact that it is by my master's grace 
I was able to communicate these things to you. So in the celebration of the day of birth, everything comes in. But celebrate it every day. Remember him, that's all. Live up to it, that is, I think, the highest form of celebration of any master's birthday. And that is all I want. And years later, in November of 1980, at, in Rajasthan, during a question and answer session, one of the disciples said to Sanchi, I would like to take advantage of the opportunity to thank the Master, because I have received a lot of blessings in my 40 years of life. Today is my 40th birthday, and I am very happy to be here receiving the grace of the Master with this whole group. And Sanchi says to the disciple, I am very pleased to know that you know how much happiness you are finding while sitting with the group here and celebrating your 40th birthday. You should know out of those 40 years which day is the most blessed one in your life. I would say that the day on which you met some master or you knew about the master is the most blessed day in your life. I give you my best wishes and I congratulate you on your birthday. We will celebrate your birthday later on by making halva. If anyone else's birthday falls during the time when the group is here, you should let us know so that you can have a group celebration a day before you all leave. In the Sikh religion, people like halva very much and whenever they have any celebration, they make it. And then Sanchi asks, is there anyone else in this group whose birthday is in November or December? <clears throat> this reading is a question and answer talk that took place with Sanchi in February of 1997 at the SKA retreat in Sampla, India. and was printed in the December 1997, Sampani Magazine, under the title, The Dust of the Feet of the Master. And the first questioner asks, what is the dust of the feet of the Satguru? <clears throat> and Sanchi replies, it is a very good question. I hope that everyone will listen to this with much attention. <coughs> I hope that everyone will listen to this with much attention because all the saints have sung the glory of the dust of the feet of the Master, both the internal and the external. <coughs> Dear ones, if we do not get the external dust of the feet of the Master, we cannot get the yearning we cannot get the motivation to go in the within. If we do not appreciate the dust of the outer feet of the Master, we cannot go within ourselves, because the ABC of spirituality starts only from the body of the Master. <clears throat> if we could contemplate on the form of the all-pervading one, if we could get the dust of the feet of the all-pervading one, then it would be a different thing.
But since we have not seen that all-pervading God, how can we love him? How can we, rec- how can we receive the dust of the feet of Almighty God? Because you know that we can only love him whom we have seen with our own eyes. God Almighty is all-pervading. He is unreachable. He is unaccessible. He cannot be seen with these eyes. He is unseen, and he knows about our weakness. He knows that we cannot comprehend him. We cannot see him. We cannot reach him with the physical eyes which we have. So that is why he had pity on us, and he became merciful. He is an ocean of grace. So that ocean came in his full force, and that is why he assumed the human form and he came into this world in order to give us that dust of his feet. He took the human form. He came and he lived among us because he knows that we cannot comprehend him. We cannot see him because he is unseen and unreachable. In all the Banis of Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj, the love for the form of the Master is overflowing. He writes, I do not get satisfaction even after looking at the form of my beloved Master again and again. The saints never allow us to take the dust of their feet outwardly, and they are not pleased when we make the efforts to do that, because if they were to allow us to do that, then everyone, all the dear ones, would do that, and they do not like that. But still the dear ones, whenever they get the opportunity, They always grab it. They always try to take the dust of the feet of the Master because they know that a great secret, a great mercy, lies in the dust of the feet of the Master. Earlier also this question has been asked, and in response to this question, I have often quoted the poem which I wrote for beloved Lord Kripal. I have also told you about that incident, and that is why I still say, that if Lord Almighty Kripal were to come in his physical form now, I would ask for the dust of his feet. But you know that such is the law of nature. Such is the law made by God Almighty, that once anyone has left this world, once anyone has withdrawn from the physical body, he cannot come back into this world in the same body be he a master, a prophet, or any spiritual teacher. Once he has left this world, he cannot come back into the same body again. Many times I got the blessed opportunity of walking along with Master Kripal in my own field, and it was something very enjoyable. I always liked it very much. It was very pleasing to me also, because to walk with him was like walking with God Almighty. Often, becoming pleased with me, he would allow me to ride with him in the car, and I would become very glad. I would become very pleased because at that time I would feel as if I was riding in the ship of his Nam, and I was going home. 
And at that time, he would also become very pleased, and he would tell me many things of this world. He would tell me many things which had happened to him, and he told me many things which were going to happen in the future. Those things, those matters, were not of the worldly nature for me. They were more than the spiritual materials. And I enjoyed those talks very much. He told me many things of the past, and he told me many things of the future. And in that way, he touched my heart. With me also, some dear ones do this whenever they go out with me. But how can I stop them? Because I myself have done that. Many times I was very patient, and I did not dare take the dust of the feet of the Master. But when I could not control myself anymore, and when I would try to take the dust of the feet of my Master, he would tell me not to do that. And then I would say this poem, which I have often quoted here also. The poem says, Oh, my beloved, I feel like taking the fresh dust of your fresh foot." print, because, O oh beloved one, your five shubs have shot me dead, and they have liberated me. Dear ones, I have preserved the dust of the feet of my beloved master very safely, and with much respect. And the other thing which I am preserving is that sheet which had the honor of being used by the great Lord, Master Salon Singh. The purpose of preserving these things is that whenever I see those things, it makes the memory fresh. Master Kripal gave me one coat, and with much respect, I often wear it when I go on the tours. I gave one of the coats which beloved Lord Kripal gave to me to Russell Perkins, and in that way I have shared his love with Russell Perkins. Dear ones, this is the glory of the dust of the outer feet of the Master. Those who value the dust of the outer feet of the Master, those who value and appreciate the outer things of the Master, and those who make those outer things of the Master an essential part of their life, and those who respect them, only they get this yearning to go within and seek the inner dust of the feet of the Master. Only they have the desire to go within and remove the cataract from their eyes and open their inner eyes and see the radiant form of the Master within. Guru Arjan Ji Maharaj did not ask for any worldly wealth from his Master. He did not ask for any successorship. He did not ask for any sons or daughters or worldly wealth and riches. He asked only for one thing. Nanak says, I have only one desire, that you make me the dust of the feet of the masters. Always in satsang you are told that when we withdraw from all the body, when we rise above body consciousness, and after rising above the nine openings of the body, when by doing the Simran we come to the eye center, and when after removing all the physical vestures, and rising above the physical, astral, and causal covers, we remain seated at the eye center. Over there, the radiant form of the Master is manifested. This is the place 
where we get the inner feet of the master and we get the dust of the inner feet of the master. This is the place where our beloved master makes us hear the inner sound of the shabd. Outwardly, we are only made to practice to hear that shabd. But when we really go inside, when we reach the eye center, only over there the master makes us catch hold of that shabd. He tells us, this is the shabd which will take you to your real home. You cannot break away from that shabd. Once you have heard that shabd, once you have heard that sound current, no matter what happens, you cannot give up listening to that shabd. Once you have reached there, after that your direction changes, and no trap of the negative power can trap you into this world. In fact, one reaches that eye center, one reaches that place only after breaking away from all the traps and making oneself free from the clutches of the negative power. Guru Gobind Singh Guru Gobind Singh Ji has described this by saying, if one were to meditate with one-pointed attention even for one moment, then he would not fall into the trap of the negative power. <clears throat> if one would reach there and meditate with one-pointed attention, <clears throat> no trap, nothing of the negative power can bother him. In the holy book of the Muslims, the Quran, it is written, if one were to hear the sound or the voice of the Son of God, even the dead bodies would rise up in their graves. Dear ones, it is the same sound. It is the same voice of God Almighty which is sounding in our forehead at our eye center. The only difference is the words. Different masters have described that sound of God in their own ways and in different words. In one of his hymns, Guru Nanak Sahib has written, These are the signs of the Iron Age. In the Iron Age, people will call a dead person as a living being, and the one who is going, they will call him as the one who is coming. <clears throat> those who are awakened in God Almighty, and those who are absorbed in God Almighty, <clears throat> of them the worldly people say, he is dead as far as we are concerned. And those who are dead in respect to God Almighty, those who come and get involved in the world, people say, now he is living in this world. <clears throat> Guru Nanak Sab says, I have seen this with my own eyes, that in the Iron Age, one who is absorbed in God Almighty, who has become one with God Almighty, people will criticize him. So one who goes and mixes himself with God Almighty, one who mingles in God Almighty, people criticize such a Mahatma, and they give him a hard time. Tulsi Saab says, Moment after moment, bring back the attention, your thoughts which are running away in this world. Because every moment, all of our thoughts, all our attention is going all over the world. So that is why Tulsi Saab says, bring them back. Withdraw them from all the outer things, all the worldly things, and bring your attention to the eye center. This is the best way to purify your bodies. 
Simran is the best broom which removes the rust of our mind. Simran is the only way through which we can clean our within. When our wandering mind ceases to wander and comes to the eye center and remains still there, then with the grace of the Master and with devotion toward the Master, we get the dust of the inner feet of the Master. This is what Tulsi Saab said. <coughs> you may call it light. You may call it radiance. The masters have called it the dust of the feet of the master. So all the saints have sung the glory of the dust of the inner feet of the master. In fact, we become the real disciples of the master only when we reach the inner feet of the master. It is our duty to reach up to the feet of the Master. And after that, the Master himself takes us to plane after plane, and he takes us to our destination. <clears throat> I often tell the dear ones who are just initiated, I am very glad that you have received the holy initiation, and now it is your responsibility to dive deep into this ocean of grace and bring out the Pearl of Nam. So when we get the initiation, when we do the meditation, we have the opportunity. And this is the work which we are supposed to do. We need to dive deep into the ocean. Our beloved master is that ocean, and we have to bring out the pearl of Nam. Those who have reached there, their condition becomes like the condition of Bhai Satidas and Matidas who were asked to deny their master. They were tempted, and they were threatened by the authorities in the city of Delhi, but still they did not want to give up the path of the master. They gladly accepted being cut by a saw. One of them had his head cut off in front of his master, but they did not want to give up the path of the master because they had seen the value of the dust of the inner feet of the master. Dear ones, why do we get nervous very easily? Why do we get lost from this path of the Masters? And why do we lose faith in the Masters? Only because we do not meditate, and only because we do not see that reality in our within, by going within, only because we do not see that reality with our own eyes. This is the eternal truth. The disciple goes across only with the grace of the Master, and only with that spark of Nam which the Master himself has earned. The Master gives us his own earned Nam, and only with the support of that Nam he takes us across. Still, the disciple is asked to do the meditation. A lot of emphasis is put on doing the meditation, because the Master wants that while the Master is still in the body, the disciple should be able to go within and see the reality with his own eyes. <clears throat> Dear ones, it is the mother who in the first place creates love within the child. The child does not know that she is his mother. It is the mother who makes the child know that she is his mother. First of all, through the eyes, she transmits her love into the child. And afterwards, as the child goes on growing up, goes on developing, she goes on creating more love within the child for herself. 
When the child learns to speak, <clears throat> when the child learns to speak, the mother is teaching him how to speak. And the day when the child has uttered his first word, she becomes very happy. And she goes and shares her happiness and her pleasure with the neighbors. She goes and tells them, Today my child has spoken this word. And you all are very well aware how happy the mother becomes when she sees that her child is growing up. In his Bani, Guru Nanak Sab has written, No matter how many mistakes or how many faults a child does, the mother doesn't remember them. She always forgives. Lord Almighty has kept a lot of patience in the mother. And many times it happens that because of the innocence and because the child does not know that it hurts, he throws stones or he may even hit his mother, not realizing that it may hurt her. But still the mother does not mind that. And she is always very patient and she is always very loving. And she never remembers if the child has done anything wrong to her. This is because Lord Almighty has put a lot of patience and love within the mother. So, dear ones, within the disciples also, it is the master who first installs the love. The disciple does not have any awareness of the love. It is the master who first puts the love within the disciple. He himself comes and he himself gives the recognition to the disciple. Master Kripal Singh Ji used to say, the blind person does not have the ability to go and catch hold of the person who can see. Unless the person who has the eyes reaches out to the blind person and offers his help, the blind person cannot catch hold of the hand of the person who can see. Just think about this for yourself. Who told Master Kripal Singh about you? Think about how and why he went to all the places. He even went to the bottom of the seas. He went to so many different places and he collected all of us. He himself knew about all of us and that is why he himself came. He went to many different places and he found us. Poltusab says, only in order to liberate the souls they travel in so many different countries. Otherwise, they do not have any other interest. Only for the sake of the souls, they go through so many sufferings. Dear children, it is not a child's play to travel so much in an old body, in the old age, and that also without any self-interest and without asking for any compensation. Who wants to do all this selflessly? It is only the Master who does that, because Master loves us all. He likes us all. The Masters know everyone, but rare are the people, few are the people who really love the Master. Dear ones, you know that the Master wishes only one thing from the disciple. And that is that the disciple should do the meditation and bring that meditation to him. When the child learns to speak the language of the mother, the mother becomes very happy. In the same way, when the disciples sit in meditation, 
When the disciples do what the Master is teaching them, the Masters also become very happy, and their happiness, their pleasure, can be known only by them. If within someone that inner dust of the inner feet of the Master is manifested, he does not waver, he does not lose his faith. Even if the whole world were to turn against him, but still he does not lose his patience, he does not lose his faith and devotion. Such a being doesn't mind if pain comes to him or happiness comes to him, because he understands that everything is coming from his beloved Master, and that is why they don't mind either the pains or the happiness. You may read the life sketch of Sarmad, and you will see that when his end time came, and when he was going to be hanged, at that time they normally cover the head with a black piece of cloth. So when they were doing that, Sarmad said, Why do you cover my head with this black piece of cloth? I know you and I welcome you. I am ready to go with you. Dear ones, we are talking about a very great thing, the highest thing, the dust of the inner feet of the Master. But I will tell you one thing, and that is that when we rise above the nine openings of the body, and when we go beyond the physical astral and causal bodies and covers over there, the difference between the genders is finished. Over there it doesn't matter if one is man or woman, and over there it does not even matter if one is from South Africa, from America, or India, or any other place, because over there it is only one soul, and all the souls are the same. So once once we reach Parbrahm, and once we have risen above all these physical, astral, and causal covers, then our understanding is changed, and we see everyone as only one soul. And it doesn't matter to which con- it doesn't matter to which country or to which part of the world they belong. But when you go even beyond that, the Mahatma who has reached Sachkhand, his angle of vision changes completely, and he sees Lord Almighty. He sees the presence of God Almighty within each one of us. Many dear ones came to came to Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj. If you would go in the company of the masters, if you would go in the company of the saints, you should ask for the dust of the inner feet of the master. And over there, in Parbrahm, you should bathe in that dust. And only that kind of bathing, that kind of pilgrimage will be acceptable. Will be acceptable. The dirt of birth after birth will be removed over there, and from your mind the egoism will go away. He says, what will you gain? What will happen to you if you will bathe in the dust of the feet of the Master? The dirt which you have accumulated over many of your past lives, the birth after birth in which you have been collecting dirt on your mind, that dirt will be removed and you will become clean and pure. And the egoism, the pride which does not leave you alone, which always bothers you, that also will go away.
Dear ones, we know that in our old age, almost every organ of our body becomes unhealthy or refuses to work, and the passions also leave us one by one. Egoism is the only thing which does not leave us alone, which does not surrender to us. It surrenders only when we take our last breath. You know how many different kinds of egoism we are affected by, and how many kinds of egoism are bothering us. Suppose we have some amount of wealth, we become very proud about the wealth, and even though we know that it is not going to go with us, still we say that we are the richest of all. Suppose if God Almighty has given us some beauty, we think that we are the most beautiful one, we are the most handsome one in this world. God Almighty has created us by himself. Maybe for, maybe for other people, he sent some paid laborers to create them, but he chose to create us with his own hands. We do not understand anyone else as like us, and we have that kind of pride. But we know that when we are down with a fever for a couple of days, our face becomes like the face of a frog, and then we lose all the beauty and all the glory of our face. So, dear ones, what is the use of having this, the ego? What is the use of being proud of that thing which is not going to be with us forever, which is not going to go with us after this world? So that is why Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj says, if you would go to Parbrahm, and if you would bathe in that pool in Parbrahm, in the dust of the feet of the Master, only then this egoism, only then this pride will leave you alone. <clears throat> what more should you do? He says, you yourself should do the meditation of the Nam, and those who come to you, you should make them do the same. You should give them the gift of Nam, and you should make them do the meditation of Nam. Nam is such a thing that will cut our births and deaths. Nam is such a thing that will give us eternal peace and happiness. And Nam is the only thing which will go with us from this world. Nam is such a precious wealth which cannot be robbed by any robbers, which cannot be burned in any fire, which cannot be washed away by any water. It is permanent. It is eternal. And it is the only wealth. It is the only thing which we will carry with us when we leave this world. So that is why he says, after reaching there and after bathing in that pond of Parbrahm, do the meditation of Nam and make the other people do the same. And then a disciple says, Dear Master, I have heard that you wrote some of the bhajans that we sing when you were a child. How old were you when you began writing bhajans? Please comment on your inspiration to write these beautiful bhajans when you were so young. Thank you. And Sanchi replies, Dear ones, you know that I do not have a head for dates, and I do not keep the accounts of my life, and I don't know what happened when in my life. If you were to ask me how many tours I have done, I would not be able to answer that. Last year, when dear Russell Perkins met me, he reminded me, he told me, it was 20 years ago that we met on this day. So I became grateful to him, and I thanked him for reminding me that we had spent so many years together. 
I remember my birthday only because I remember that my mother used to celebrate that. And on that day, she used to invite everyone from the village and feed them. My mother was very devoted. I do not know if she had any master or not. Maybe she had a master because she used to do a lot of meditation. But she was a very good soul. She was very devoted and she took very good care of me. She brought me up in a very good way, even though she had not given birth to me. She used to tell me many stories from her life, and she used to tell me very good things about doing the devotion. She would tell me that one should do the meditation, one should do the devotion, because that is the only thing which will go with us. Otherwise, nothing else from this world will go with us. She used to say, Unfortunate are the ones who do not get up early in the morning to do the devotion of God. So she would say that to me, and when she would find me not sleeping at night, she would get upset at me, and she would say, Why are you not sleeping? And I would reply, But mother, you yourself had said, you yourself have said that they are the unfortunate ones who do not get up in the morning to do the devotion. Dear ones, the mother has a very great effect on the life of the child. The encouragement or the inspiration to do the devotion of God Almighty, which I got, came to me from my mother. Every mother wishes that her child should be good and should be a noble person. I deeply love those parents who pick up their children and who love their children. But when I see those parents who hit their children, those who get upset with their children, I get very upset with them. I don't like them, even though they are doing that with their own children. In one bhajan, Likkanavalaya Tuhoke, which I wrote in my childhood, I had written, You may write anything in my destiny, but never write the separation from my beloved master, because it is unbearable and I won't be able to bear that pain. But that was a bitter truth, and I had to suffer that pain of separation, not once, but twice in my life. First, when my beloved Baba Bishandath left the body, it affected me very badly. It made a hole in my heart, and it tormented me. And afterward, when my beloved Lord Karpal went away from my eyes, when he left this world, that also was a very unbearable moment, and I could not bear that. I had the experiences of light and sound right from my childhood, and that is why in that bhajan I have written, O Lord, write the light of my master in my forehead, and write the sound of Almighty Lord in my ears. Even though the holy sounds are able to even though the holy souls are able to hear the sound current in their childhood, and even though they are able to see that light, but still that light and sound cannot guide those souls up unless they meet a perfect master, and unless they meditate with the guidance and instructions of a perfect master, even though they may be seeing light and hearing the sound, but still those lights and sounds cannot pull that soul up. Often I have said, suppose that there are tons and tons of gold and precious stones buried in your house. But if you are not aware of that, if you are living like a beggar, 
If you are begging for pennies outside and living your life like that, what is the use of having so much gold and precious stones, all that wealth buried in your home, if you are not able to take it out? Suppose someone comes along and helps you take out that wealth, which is in your own home, and with that wealth you are able to live a very comfortable life. Tell me, whom would you thank? Would you thank the gold and the other valuable things which were buried in your home? and which were useless for you until you discovered them with the help of the person who knew they were there? Will you thank that wealth or the person who helped you get that wealth? I think you will definitely thank the one who helped you to discover it, because if he had not come to you, you would not have gotten those things. In the same way, God Almighty was always present within us in the form of light and sound. But we did not know about him. We did not know how to make contact with him. We did not know how to take advantage of him. Almighty Lord Kirpal, showering so much grace and having so much mercy upon us, came into this world, and he told us that God Almighty was within us. He made us realize him. He connected us with him. That is why day and night, with every single breath, I go on thanking my beloved Lord Kripal, that he is the one who came into this world, and he is the one who made me realize that God Almighty, who was always present within me. I remember this like a dream. I was maybe seven or eight years old when I made those different heaps of clay representing every member of my family, and I asked them this question, will you protect me? Will you help me at the time when no one can help me? And I got the answer from my within. No, they cannot help me. So I demolished all those heaps. I kept only one that represented that power whom I was missing from my very childhood and in whom I had this faith that someday he will definitely come to me. I will definitely meet him and he will surely help me. He will surely protect me. So when I got that voice coming from my within, yes, I will surely come and meet with you. I will surely help you at that time. So I kept only that heap. When my father saw me doing that, he asked me what I was doing. I told him, I have asked this question to each one of you, if you will help me at the time of death, if you will come with me in the beyond to help and protect me. And I got the answer that no, you will not do that. That is why I do not want to keep any relation with you, and that is why I have broken up your heaps. But I have kept this one heap of clay which represents that power whom I have not seen, but I have the faith that someday I will meet him, and that power will definitely help me. <clears throat> My father said, I have made so much property for you. I have made so much wealth for you. How do you say that I will not help you? I said, but Father, I'm asking you about the inner world. Will you be able to come with me within? Will you be able to help me at the time when no one from this world can help me? He said, no, I don't think that I can reach there, that I can help you there. I cannot even help my own self, so how can I say that I can help you? So that is when I said, then if that is the case, if you are not going to help me, if you cannot help me, then what is the use of taking all the wealth and property which you have collected for me? 
At that time, I spit at, I abandoned all the property which my father had collected for me. Right from that day, I never had any attachment for the worldly possessions, wealth, and properties. And at that time, in renunciation and yearning for God Almighty, in his remembrance, I wrote many bhajans. But unfortunately, I could not save them, because whenever I moved from one place to another, whenever I moved from one place to another, I never took anything along with me. I only took the clothes which I was wearing at that time. And that is why all those bhajans which I had written in my early childhood were lost, and I don't know where they are. I got the inspiration from my very childhood to write bhajans, and I wrote m many bhajans at that time. Dear ones, when the love for the mother is created within a child, and when he wants only his mother, at that time, if you bring all different toys in front of him, he will not like them. He will not become quiet. He will go on crying for his mother, and he will not stop until he sees his mother. In the same way, if we have the yearning for God Almighty, if we develop real love for our beloved Master in our within, do you think that we will stop? Do you think that we will rest until we have met with our beloved Master within ourselves? Do you think that the worldly temptations, the worldly pleasures, the passions, and the other worldly things will have any meaning for us? Do you think that we will get attached to them? Of course not. Unless we meet with our beloved Master, we will not find any peace or any comfort in any of these worldly things. And the tape we're hearing is uh, part of the Sukhmani. This is the second half of Ashtapati 12, Guru Arjun That's the Jewel of Happiness. We started this tape last week. <laughs> This, this is the Bani of that Mahatma, that Master, whose inner eyes were opened. And that is why he says that. Man doesn't have anything in his hands. God does everything. He is the perfect doer and he himself is doing all the things and there is nothing which a man can do. ਪਰਿਪੂਰਨ 
when God, when that perfect God showers his gracious eyes or casts his gracious eyes on anyone, according to the grace of God, that person starts doing the good or bad things. When God inspires the souls or God inspires the man from their within for the devotion of God, for, for his devotion, they are inspired from the within and they come to the path of the Naam and they start meditating on the Naam. Whereas those who are not inspired by God or on whom God has not cast, it, cast his gracious eyes, they never come to the path of devotion. जो कुछ किनो सो अपने रंग सब ते दूर सब हूँ संग जो कुछ भी कीता है वो मालिक ने अपनी मौज दे करता है गुरमुखा दे ने है हमेशा नाल है महात्मा दे उन्हें अंदरों प्रगट है मनमुखा तो वो दूर है मनमुख उस परमात्मा ने समझी नहीं सकते गए कि वो परमात्मा साढ़े अंदर बस रहा है वट एवर हैज हैपन दैट ऑल हैज बिन हैपन इन द विल ऑफ गॉड एंड गॉड हिमसेल्फ हैज डन ऑल द थिंग्स ही साइड्स वेरी नियर वेरी क्लोज टू द गुरुमुख इनफैक्ट विद द गुरुमुख फॉर द मनमुख गॉड इज फार अवे बिकॉज द मनमुख नेवर बिलीव दैट गॉड लिव विद दैन because they don't know that where god decides that is why from the manmukhs god decides for us apaik apaik oh malik hi vichar karda hai ki kis atma nu sach khand de andar jagah deni hai aur oh aap hi ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਰੂਪ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਬੈਠਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਆਪ ਹੀ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਬਣ ਕੇ ਇਸ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਆ ਕੇ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਉਪਦੇਸ਼ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਗੋਡ ਹਿਮਸੈਲਫ ਡਿਸਾਈਡਸ ਫॉर ਦ ਸੋਲ ਥੈਟ ਵਿਚ ਸੋਲ ਹੈਜ਼ ਟੂ ਬੀ ਬ੍ਰੋਟ ਟੂ ਸਚ ਕੰਡ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਹਿਮਸੈਲਫ ਕਮਸ ਇਨ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਡਿਸਾਈਡਸ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਏਵਰੀਬਾਡੀ ਇਨ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਹਿਮਸੈਲਫ ਕਮਸ ਇਨ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਮੇਕਸ ਦ ਸੋਲ ਅੰਡਰਸਟੈਂਡਸ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਹਿਮ ਮਰਨਾ ਜਮਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਮਰਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਆਉਂਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਬੜੀ ਜੁਗਤੀ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਸਮਾਇਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਦੋ ਹੀ ਤਾਕਤਾਂ ਇਸ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਹੈ ਇੱਕ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਇੱਕ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਗੋਡ ਨੇਵਰ ਬੌਂਸ ਹੀ ਨੇਵਰ ਡਾਈਸ ਹੀ ਨੇਵਰ ਪੈਰਿਸ਼ਸ ਹੀ ਨੇਵਰ ਕਮਸ ਨੇਵਰ ਗੋਸ ਹੀ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਰਿਮੇਨਸ ਪ੍ਰੈਜ਼ੈਂਟ ਇਨ एवरीबॉडी ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਕ੍ਰੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਔਰ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ देयर आर ओनली टू पावर्स व्हिच आर ऑलवेज प्रेजेंट एंड नेवर एंड आर नेवर डिस्ट्रॉयड वन इज गॉड and another is satguru satguru bhi jab swarup is duniya de utte aunda hai oh paropakar vaste hunda hai jamman maran to upar hunda hai guru arjan dev ji kehnde jan paropakar hi aaye jeev daan de bhakti lain har swaran lain milaye when satguru comes in this world he comes for the benefit of other people and he is above the births and deaths guru arjan dev ji says that masters come in this world for the benefit of other people giving 
the donation of their own life, they make the souls unite with God. Aap upadise samjhe aap परमात्मा गुरु च भी है शिष्य भी है सिर्फ शिष्य दे गुरु होके God himself comes as the master and preaches the path and he himself becomes the disciple and understands that path. It means that cotton is in the thread as well as in the piece of cloth. Everywhere there is cotton. God comes as the master and teaches the path and he himself comes as the disciples and understands the path. The only difference is that we can do the devotion of God through the master. But truly speaking, it is God who is functioning at every place. Aap kino aapna dishthar Sab kachi uska o karne har Parmatma nu kise ne salah nahi ditti ke tu sola shaktiyan paida kar kaal bana ਯਾ ਕਾਲ ਤੋਂ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੀ ਰਚਨਾ ਪੈਦਾ ਕਰਾਂ ਯਾ ਕਾਲ ਨੂੰ ਉਸਨੇ ਪ੍ਰੇਰਿਆ ਹੋਏ ਕਿ ਤੂੰ ਭਗਤੀ ਕਰ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਇਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਮੌਜ ਸੀ ਇਹ ਜੋ ਰਚਨਾ ਕੀਤੀ ਇਹ ਮੌਜ ਸੀ ਕੀਤੀ ਔਰ ਜੋ ਵਿਸਤਾਰ ਕੀਤਾ ਉਹਨੇ ਆਪਣੀ ਮੌਜ ਸੇ ਕੀਤਾ ਔਰ ਸਭ ਕੁਝ ਉਸ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਕੀਤਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਇਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਸਭ ਕੁਝ ਉਹ ਕਿ ਬਗੈਰ ਕਿਸੇ ਦੀ ਸਲਾਹ ਤੋਂ ਚੱਲ ਰਿਹਾ ਹੈ no one advised god that he should create 16 powers and no one advised god to create this world and create negative power and tell negative power to create this creation and no one advised god that he should inspire negative power to do his devotion so that he may give the boon to negative power to create this world whatever has been whatever has happened that all has been happened has happened in the will of god and god himself has done all the expanse of this uh, expanse of this creation without anybody's counsel or advice okay che hoye anantar ਮਾਲਕ ਤੋਂ ਬਗੈਰ ਇਸ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕੋਈ ਤਾਕਤ ਕੰਮ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦੀ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਹੁਕਮ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੀ ਪਦੈਸ਼ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਹੁਕਮ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੀ ਮੌਤ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਆ ਚਿੜੀ ਚਿੜੀ ਉਹ ਹੈ ਕਾਂ ਚਿੜੀ ਉਹ ਹੈ ਇਨਸਾਨ ਚਿੜੀ ਉਹ ਹੈ ਹਵਾਨ ਚਿੜੀ ਉਹ ਹੈ ਅਮਰੀਕਾ ਦੇ ਰਹਿਣ ਵਾਲਿਆਂ ਚਿੜੀ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੈ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ ਦੇ ਰਹਿਣ ਵਾਲਿਆਂ ਚਿੜੀ ਉਹ ਹੀ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੈ ਕਿਆ ਅਫਰੀਕਾ ਅਮਰੀਕਾ ਸਭ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕੋਈ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਤਾਕਤ ਕੰਮ ਕਰ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਐਕਸੈਪਟ ਗੋਡ ਥੇਰ ਇਜ਼ ਨੋ ਅਦਰ ਪਾਵਰ ਵਿਚ ਇਸ ਫੰਕਸ਼ਨਿੰਗ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ the death comes in his will in his orders and a person gets birth in his orders he is functioning in the bird and he is functioning in the crow he is functioning in the man in the crow 
means that for the people living in India, the same God is functioning or the same God is working in them. And the people living in America or Africa or other places, the same God is functioning everywhere. अपने चलित आप करने हार कौतक करे रंग अपने चिलेत्र क्या अपने खेल वो आप ही परमात्मा आप ही करता है आप ही अपने रंग को रचता है उस परमात्मा ने कोई सलाह नहीं दे सकता God himself plays all the dramas which he has created and he himself performs all the actions which he is doing and there is no one who can give advice to God Kabir sahib kehnde hai sari sirjan haar ki jana nahi koye kae jana apan tani ya das dawani hoye kya duniya nu us parmatma di khabar nahi ke oh parmatma ki shakti hai kis tarah oh eh duniya da arrangement kar reha hai तो आप कहेंगे या तो खुद परमात्मा जानता है या कोई महात्मा दासवानी होए आप कहेंगे या कोई महात्मा जानता है लेकिन जो भी महात्मा उसे पहुंचा उसने आज तक उस परमात्मा ਨੂੰ ਪਾ ਕੇ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਨੋ ਵਨ ਕੈਨ ਨੋ ਦ ਸੀਕ੍ਰੇਟ ਆਫ ਗੋਡ ਓਨਲੀ ਇਦਰ ਗੋਡ ਨੋਜ਼ ਹਿਸ ਸੀਕ੍ਰੇਟ ਔਰ ਦ ਸੇਂਟ who has become the slave of god knows his secret kabir sahab says that the people of this world can never know the secret of god they can never know that how god is arranging for all the things only the master saints those who have become one with god they know the secret of god but the thing is that when the saints become one with god they become of god and that's why there is no difference between them and god so that is why it is said that no one can know the secret of god kabir sahib kehnde hai bai putli loon ki tha sind ki lain anath aap paani pai ult kahe ko ban kabir sahib says the salt a piece of salt went in the ocean to find out the place of its origin but when she she was dissolved in the ocean she couldn't come back and tell people that from where it belonged or what was its origin man mein aap mane apni mahe nanak kimat kehn na jaye guru arjun dayal ji maharaj kehnde hai tusi soch ke dekho ke jis parmatma ਦੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਰੀਰ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੋਣ ਕਰਕੇ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਸਾਰੀ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਮਾਨ ਦਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਇੱਜ਼ਤ ਕਰਦੀ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦੌੜੇ ਫਿਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਦੋਂ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਰੀਰ ਨੂੰ ਛੋੜ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਰੀਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਬਦਬੂ ਆਉਣੀ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਪਿਆਰੇ ਸੱਜਣ ਮਿੱਤਰ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਭ ਸਾਥੋਂ ਘਿਰਨਾ ਕਰਨ ਲੱਗ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਆ ਹਾਲਾਂਕਿ ਸਰੀਰ ਪਿਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਇੱਕ ਸਕਿੰਟ ਬਾਅਦ ਹੀ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਹੁਣ ਇਹਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਆਪਣਾ ਕੀ ਸਰਬੰਧ ਹੈ ਜਲਦੀ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਚੱਲੋ ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਵਿਚਾਰ ਕੇ ਦੇਖੋ ਕਿ ਉਸ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਸ਼ੁਕਰਗੁਜ਼ਾਰ ਹੋਣਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਦੇ ਹੋਣ ਕਰਕੇ ਸਾਡੀ ਇਤਨੀ ਸ਼ੋਭਾ ਹੈ ਇਤਨੀ ਇੱਜ਼ਤ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਯੂ ਥਿੰਕ ਦੈਟ ਗੋਡ ਬਾਈ ਹਿਸ ਪ੍ਰੈਜ਼ੈਂਸ ਇਨ ਯਰ 
you are glorified and people love you and they care about you and as soon as that god is god goes away from the body nobody pays any attention to the body and the same people who used to love you start hating you just after one moment when god when god has left the body god has withdrawn from your body the bad smell starts coming from the body and our dear ones our lovers also say that now we don't have any connection or any relation with this person so that's why guru nanak sahib said that you should think and you should be very grateful to god by whose presence you were glorified and you were cared about jab parmatma saade sharir de vichon ap alag ho janda hai odon ਅੱਖਾਂ ਜਿਹੜੀਆਂ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਹਿਲਣੋਂ ਹਟ ਜਾਂਦੀਆਂ ਹੈ ਹੱਥ ਹਰਕਤ ਕਰਨੋਂ ਹਟ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਹਰ ਸ਼ਰੀਰ ਦਾ ਅੰਗ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਹਰਕਤ ਕਰਨੋਂ ਹਟ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਆਪਾਂ ਇੰਜਨ ਦੀ ਬਾਡੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕਲਪੁਰਜੀ ਲੱਗੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਚਿਰ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕਰੰਟ ਚੱਲਦਾ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਾਰੇ ਕਲਪੁਰਜੀ ਆਪੋ ਆਪਣਾ ਕੰਮ ਕਰ ਦੇ ਰਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਇੰਜਨ ਸਭ ਨੂੰ ਅੱਛਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਦ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕਰੰਟ ਚੱਲਣੋਂ ਹਟ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਿਰਫ ਇੱਕ ਬਾਡੀ ਤੇ ਹੀ ਰਹਿ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਮੁਰਦੇ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਉਹ ਕੋਈ ਵੀ ਕਲ ਪੁਰਜਾ ਉਸ ਦਾ ਕੰਮ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦਾਗਾ when god withdraws himself from our body although we have eyes and all other parts of the body present there but still our eyes stop functioning and our hands also stop moving means that all the parts of our body stop moving and working and our the condition of our body becomes like that engine which has all the parts and all the things together but because it doesn't have the current or the fuel to work that is why it is not moving in the same way our body becomes when god withdraws his power from from our body sat 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 prabhu swami gur prasad kinev phyani And our closing bhajan is on page 199. The souls do not remain in this world forever. Those who sit in meditation earn the profit and take it with them. All have to go leaving this world. It was our home but now it has become another's. If it were in our control, why would our soul bear the separation, bear the pain of separation? Everyone craved for beauty and youth but who can erase what is written in their fate the souls bear the pains and enjoy the comforts according to their karma those who have sacrificed their body and mind for the master and become grateful to him understanding his will as sweet they do not go in the cycle of 84 again hail kripal you liberated the souls after coming and remove the diseases of poor ajab those who get on the path reach their destination the souls do not remain in this world forever those who sit in meditation earn the profit and take it with them a bhajan of sanchis on page 199 duniya de vicharan ke sadne ਕਤ ਕੇ ਜਾਨ ਬਚਨ ਚ 
souls after coming and removed the diseases of Forajab. Those who get on the path reach their destination. May God continue to bless us all. <laughs> 